When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tactfully, that's the nothing personal word of the day. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Welcome to Nothing Personal. Tactfully, that's what everyone is trying to be right now. Though there are enough memes and TikTok videos of the Aaron Rodgers injury and of Aaron Rodgers season highlights as a member of the New York Jets, of Aaron Rodgers career as a New York Jet, that not many people are practicing the art of tact. But Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, is doing his best. They showed his face after Rodgers tore his Achilles and they knew on the sideline immediately forget waiting till yesterday when it was announced that he officially tore his Achilles. When you're talking to your trainers, you know. It's not one of those things with Tommy John. Oh, I'm not sure if it's the ligament is snapped. We have to go look at the MRI. When you have an Achilles, you can feel it rolled up. That's a problem. But you don't want to announce it. You want to wait. You want to confirm. I've been in those rooms. I've made those decisions. I totally agree. Once it was confirmed that Aaron Rodgers was done for the season publicly, they knew that they had to somehow rally the troops because it was game one of the season and they happened to win a game against Buffalo. So they could have had the GM, they could have the owner. They went with the coach and they said, we think that Salah should be the one to talk because we used to have our manager do a lot of the talking because they're in front of the media all the time. It's more commonplace. It's not as though something has happened out of the ordinary. It's just an update. When we had an injury for a player, sometimes we'd have the manager give the news. Other times we would have the general manager give the news. And once in a while, I would speak on the subject. It depended on the player and the scope of injury. An injury to Aaron Rodgers is not your standard run-of-the-mill quadricep bruise, deep thigh bruise. This is the guy who you have built your entire franchise around, who is debuting for you in a season while you're over under nine and a half, you expect to go to the Super Bowl. You've got expectations by your fans, by your players, by your front office through the roof, by the NFL through the roof as manifested through their national games. Four snaps into game one, he's out for the year. And we're gonna say, this is like our backup middle Limeburger beat, Limeburger, four, eight, 69. This is like our backup middle linebacker being out for six to eight weeks. Go ahead, Coach Sala, and tell the people what's happening. GMAB, this is, a situation that requires a different level of media attention. So let's think about what they had the coach say 
and then wonder to ourselves why they had him say it. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary or under our team name. Good one. You want to let the players know and you want to let the fans know, you want to let the sponsors know, this season's not over. We're not dead yet. No problem. I want to make it clear, Zach's our quarterback. Fine. That's for the GM to say, not the coach. The reason I want the GM to say that when you've got a player who you must replace, who gets injured, and you don't want to replace that player internally, you have to say you're going to replace the player internally so you can then start to have trade talks or free agent talks. But it's fine. They had the coach say it. Zach's our quarterback. But then he said, this is Zach's team, and we're rolling with Zach. This is the same quarterback that got benched twice last year where Salah had said, yeah, we're not sure he's going to play again. Oh, yeah, now we're going to have him play again because I think they had another guy, maybe Mike White, the former university school in Plantation, Florida. I think he was the another quarterback for the Jets. So they had White benched, then he got hurt, and so Wilson had to come back. Remember all that back and forth that happened last year? Then going into this year, do you remember the whole Aaron Rodgers signing saga where we had to wait forever for Rodgers to actually be traded by the Packers? And it was a game of, hey, we know he's going to be traded. Aaron Rodgers took all leverage away from Green Bay and eventually the trade happened. This is Aaron's team. It doesn't go from Aaron's team to Zach's team because Aaron gets injured. The way you say that, to your players and publicly is injuries happen. We are extremely disappointed to lose Aaron Rodgers for the season. We are supremely confident in the team we've put together and in the depth that we have that we will be able to continue to compete to play in Las Vegas in February. I'm not handing over the team to the defense. I'm not handing over the team to Zach Wilson. I'm not handing over the team to anybody. I'm handing over the entire team to the entire team. Because saying it's Zach's team, and then they go into Dallas and lose 36 to 10. Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. You realize that you got to do better. So I don't like saying things where then three weeks later, we have to then say again, that what we said wasn't exactly right, or worse yet, ignore what we said before, say something new now, and then leave it to people in the media to say, wow, these people are inconsistent. We really wanted to be careful always with platitudes. That's why I like to say, never say never. Is there a chance you'll trade your best player? Well, never say never. Some people are more likely to be traded than others. Always put things and couch things in a way that you leave yourself open to anything that could possibly happen. So the next thing that we are waiting to hear about is actually the future of Aaron Rodgers. The way the Jets did their deal with Aaron Rodgers, what got the most attention is he gave up all that money to bring in all of his friends, all the former Packers to be on the Dodgers. He wrote a check for like, he James Harden did, he gave up $30 million well, what they're not saying is that he's owed about $80 million in that neighborhood. And people are wondering, is he gonna try to make a comeback? 
Here's a little nugget that is contained in professional contracts. A player must keep himself in first-class physical shape. That's contractual provision. When a player is hurt and under contract, a player must get himself back into first-class physical shape. There are some caveats. If you have a degenerative disease, if you've got a, a non-plane injury, but a torn Achilles, you've got to rehab it and you've got to get yourself back and ready to play. If he chooses to retire, they negotiate some sort of end to Aaron Rodgers' long, illustrious tenure in New York. But if he wants to collect what is owed him under his current contract, and the Jets are in a position where there's a ton of dead cap space if they get rid of him, there's a huge salary cap hit on him two years from now, let there not be a question what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Now, he may go into a darkness retreat because when we have a player who gets hurt like this, we're going to let him be. The rehab doesn't necessarily start in earnest. We check on him, we get him on his feet, and we make sure they're doing certain things. But we also give the player a minute. Take a minute and wallow in the self-pity and disappointment of what took place. So if he wants to go dark, if he wants to do some smoking, whatever he wants to do, fine. But trust me, he's going to rehab this injury. But Salah had to speak about Rodgers because Rodgers wasn't speaking. Some of you think that Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to speak. I agree, players don't have to give an interview. He doesn't have to tweet. But boy, we're all waiting for the first words he says because they're gonna be pretty telling. So what Salah said is, when asked whether or not he is going to return. He said, I didn't get into the future of what he's expecting or what he's thinking. I think that's a conversation tactfully left for another day. I take slight umbrage with that. I like the use of the word tactfully. It's our word of the day today. And I agree there are situations where you don't want to address, as an example, when people are on bereavement. You don't want to address when they're going to come back or what the result will be or who's replacing the player or what's going on with the team. You tactfully take a minute and then you move on. You take a minute to address something terrible that's happened and then you move on because there are questions that need to be answered and games that need to be played. What he's saying is the conversation about his future is left for another day. That's not tactfully, that's factually. He misspoke. It's factually left for another day because as Robert Sala was meeting the media, he didn't have the first clue what Aaron Rodgers' future was gonna be. I just don't think you need to say tactfully. It is so important to watch what you say, watch what you do, because covering your tracks this day and age with social media, with everything on tape, much easier to cover your tracks when people it was like rolling tape. Hey, was that ever on tape? No, I think he said it to me, but I may have written it down wrong. Everyone's got everything that anyone says. And you've got to be super careful. One of the most important relationships that I had in the front office was with our human resources director. And the reason that's such an important relationship as team president is when you are firing people, you need to get your ducks in a row. We used outside counsel. We had several outside counsel were involved in our HR issues. And the reason why you have HR counsel is that no matter how badly you wanna fire somebody or not renew their contract, you have to clear it with counsel 
then you do a plan with your human resources department, then you meet with the person and let them go. The reason why you have to go through those steps is that you do not wanna open yourself up to a lawsuit. Because what a lawsuit means for wrongful termination is that you're gonna have to pay. What we tried to always do in the front office over those 18 years was anytime someone was fired, we demanded they signed a separation agreement. Part of the separation agreement was you're gonna get some severance. The other part is you're never gonna sue us. And once you sign that agreement, sayonara. We cut you a check and then you leave. Now, we wouldn't always cut the same severance check because if someone refused to sign the separation agreement, then you're not gonna get the level of severance that you get when you sign the separation agreement. It's the same sort of thing we used to do with players, young players, who would not sign a contract in their first three years in the big leagues. We get to set their pay and they have to agree to it. And if they don't agree to it, it doesn't matter. They still get the same level of pay because they haven't earned the right to go to arbitration. But if they didn't agree to it, we had to do something called renewing a player's contract. And we would always renew the player's contract at an amount below what our last offer was to those players with zero to three years experience because we wanted to have no players renew. There's a lawsuit that was filed against the NFL yesterday by former member of NFL media named Jim Trotter. You may remember the name Jim Trotter because he is the black man who would st stand at a press conference and speak to the white Roger Goodell and say, excuse me, why is there so little diversity in the NFL? And every year he would ask about this. Why is there so little diversity in our press room, in our league, on our sidelines? There was an uncomfortable exchange last year around the Super Bowl, where Jim Trotter asked very important, very good questions. And on this show, it is my recollection that I said, how bizarre that Roger Goodell was not prepped to answer these questions. Whenever a commissioner meets the media, you have a Q&A ready. Whenever I met the media, I had a Q&A prepared so I would look and I would make sure that I understood what talking points, what message I was trying to get out, how I would address certain issues. Jim Trotter's contract ran out and he was not renewed. And yesterday word came of a lawsuit that he filed against the NFL seeking damages for wrongful termination. He hired the same lawyers as Brian Flores in his lawsuit against the NFL. The reason why the Jim Trotter lawsuit is so much more important and such a bigger problem for the NFL is what Trotter is alleging is that certain owners said certain things that led to or perpetuated or even promulgated the racist culture around the NFL which leads to the lack of diversity in all things NFL. He's claiming that Jerry Jones said, if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they wanna hire. Jerry Jones had to respond to that. 
by saying diversity and inclusion are extremely important to me personally and to the NFL. The representation made by Jim Trotter of a conversation that occurred over three years ago with myself and our VP of player personnel is simply not accurate. Jerry Jones finds himself in trouble often and comes out and says things where it's he said, she said, because there's no video evidence that he actually said it. Jim Trotter knows this. Jim Trotter putting Jerry Jones into the complaint with his quote, his lawyers doing that, and Jim Trotter agreeing to do that, that is going to be highly combustible. That is going to cause a response from the NFL, which is exactly what you want in a litigation. If you can get the person you are suing to speak publicly about the lawsuit, then you've got something that you can use as impeachment evidence when you get that person on the stand. There is no reason for Jerry Jones or for anyone who gets sued to ever say one word publicly about the lawsuit, except when you are an NFL owner and someone is impugning your raison d'etre, saying that you are not a good guy, saying that you are racist, saying that you said something. You cannot wait, even though the lawyers for the NFL should be telling Jerry Jones to wait, they knew they couldn't have him wait. You can't have that hanging over. It's no problem what Brian Flores alleged. The NFL has no problem having it hang out there that it's a sham, the Rooney rule is a sham, and that minority coaches don't get second chances, and all the other things that Brian Flores is correctly alleging. No problem. But a specific statement by an owner with as much power as Jerry Jones, and frankly, any owner, they're not going to let stand. Trotter's lawsuit also alleges that the owner of the Bills said if black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. That caused Pagula to make a statement. The statement attributed to me and Mr. Trotter's complaint is absolutely false. I am horrified that anyone would connect me to an allegation of this kind. And then, of course, the statement from page one. Racism has no place in our society, and I'm personally disgusted that my name is associated with this complaint. Where does that come from? Would lawyers ever take on a case and file a motion or file a complaint or put in a lawsuit a statement made by an individual attributed to that individual and have it completely made up. God, do I not want to believe that's true. What an absolute nightmare for our legal profession if that's what lawyers do, that they take what their client says as, oh, I guess that happened, let's put in the lawsuit. Wait a minute, that is our legal system. That is what half of the lawsuits are against big companies or when people feel they've been wronged. They go to a lawyer and they say to the lawyer, here's what happened, here's what someone said to me, I'm aggrieved, I need money. And the lawyer says, well, I'll take a retainer, I'll give you an hourly cut on my rate, but I'm gonna take one third of whatever we recover. That's called a contingency case. Sometimes there's not even enough from payment or a retainer, it's pure contingency. When is that? when asbestos is involved or personal injury or other ways that you can get money from a big company by saying, oh, my neck, oh, I can't have coital relations, oh, my back, 
give me 10 grand. I'll take three of that. No problem. You get seven, I get three, and we live happily ever after because my expenses were about 100 bucks for doing this lawsuit. But this lawsuit against the NFL, if it goes all the way, May, we're talking millions of dollars of legal fees. But this lawsuit will not go all the way, just like the Brian Flores lawsuit will not go all the way. It is way too costly and way too infrequent for lawsuits of this type to go all the way. Settlements happen when leagues believe or people believe or companies believe that the math says settle for X because going all the way is X plus Y with the chance that the judgment could be more than the original X anyway. Well, I don't want to admit that we're racist. I don't want to admit that we fired him for asking me questions that he shouldn't have asked. Well, Roger, sitting in a meeting yesterday, reading that lawsuit, talking to his lieutenants, they know exactly why they fired Jim Trotter and didn't have his contract renewed. The NFL had to release a statement saying, we take his concerns seriously, but strongly dispute his specific allegations. That's such a great statement by the NFL. They have to take it seriously or their constituents are gonna be angry that they don't take racism seriously and wrongful termination. But our owners aren't racist, don't be ridiculous. Then the NFL said any decisions made not to renew Jim Trotter's contract were driven by budget constraints. That's my favorite excuse. Everything I did, I would always say that's budget constraints. We're eliminating the position. Do you know if you say you're eliminating a position, you can get away with firing anybody you want? That is the go-to from a lawyer to tell a company the easiest way to fire this person. If it's a woman, if it's a person of color, is to say, hey, just say the position is gone. And then they cannot allege that there's any sort of racism involved. This is the law. There are ways to change the law, but you're gonna have to contact your local representatives. So the NFL is in a position right now where they have to argue against something that they know they did. Do you think for one second there was not a conversation at the upper levels of the NFL saying, we pay this guy every two weeks and he's gonna make me look bad? See you later. And if it were a white reporter who had said these things and questioned Roger Goodell, he would have been fired, not renewed. The fact that Jim Trotter is a black reporter and he was fired and not renewed, is it his color that matters. It is his actions. NFL media is not independent. MLB.com, MLB Network, they're not independent. I don't care if you're red, orange, black, white, brown, I don't care. Man, woman, non-binary, it doesn't matter. You answer to the company and you cannot do anything that the company doesn't want you to do or you're not gonna be working for the company anymore. Do I agree with this? Back then I did. Now I totally understand why it's terrible to have that absolute lack of transparency. Do you remember when MLB Network fired Ken Rosenthal? 
No one questioned, well, what color is Ken Rosenthal? What they questioned was he criticized Rob Manford. And do you think that that had nothing to do with him not being on MLB Network? Of course it did. You think that Rob Manford or anyone who works in the commissioner's office or any owner would allow anyone on MLB Network to be overtly critical of an owner in a way that is not defensible, like saying, hey, your team stinks. You're right. We've only won 50 games. Our team stinks. John Fisher, the owner of the Athletics, can have someone fired for on MLB Network them saying this is a historically bad Oakland A's team. Hey, truth is an affirmative defense. But if you're going to talk about third rail issues like the Selig rule, the Rooney rule, diversity, inclusion, you better know that if you don't tow the company line, you will not have a company email for long. So the way this lawsuit will end is with a settlement. It will be impossible for Trotter to prove that it was not budget constraints. It will be impossible for the NFL to ever prove to anybody that it was anything other than firing him for his criticism of Goodell. And when impossibility like that exists on both sides, that's when settlement happens. All right, when we come back, I'm gonna review a movie that I watched. And then I have a question that one of you asked me, and I'm so happy you did because I was not up to date on this subject. We're going to do a hockey segment, and we're going to do a segment about a team in Columbus? Hell yeah. We love you, Ohio. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Through the first round of the NBA playoffs, it's still all about the Celtics and the Nuggets. Will it be a likely matchup between the two powerhouses for the NBA championship? You can bet on the Celtics to beat the Nuggets at plus 400 or the Nuggets to beat the Celtics at plus 425 right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson, Matthew Coca, coming to you live 8 a.m. on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. Please go to our website, davidsampsonpodcast.com. Thank you for all the orders of merchandise. Thank you for your loyalty to our show that continues to grow, and we love doing it. So subscribe and tell your friends. I'm about to review a movie that I watched yesterday and I spent $29.99 to buy it, and I don't remember the last time I spent a better $30. Barbie was available to stream, 
and I had never seen it. You know me probably better than maybe you thought you ever would or than I ever thought people should. I don't read reviews before I see a movie. I didn't know what Barbie was about. I thought that it was a doll movie. I didn't know whether it was live action or there was some animation or if it was a satire. I didn't know anything. But I did know that I had to see it. So it's available for purchase and rent at a high price on Apple TV. But I wanted to pay it because I didn't want to go to a theater to see it, but I did want to see it. Barbie is in the top five of any movie I've seen this year. The script deserves to be nominated for screenplay. Greta Gerwig deserves to be nominated for best director. Margot Robbie deserves to be nominated for best actress. Best score, best song. Ryan Gosling was outstanding. And I have my next New Year's resolution, Coca. Apparently you can look like Ryan Gosling with a nine minute workout every day. Nine minutes. I got nine minutes to spare. So what you don't see right now, if you're not watching the show, is I'm sitting in a glove chair, but I'm really in the plank position. And I've been in it for 27 straight minutes. I've got some abs going, baby. No, I don't. I do not have a one pack. Barbie is about a movie where there is a world where women are men. And I don't mean transgender. I don't mean in a sexual way. I mean in the way they interpret and basically engage with the world. Barbie land is a place where women rule. There is a monologue by American Ferrara in Barbie that is one of the best monologues I've seen in a movie in a very long time, which gives an example to people about what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a working woman, what it is to be a mom who works, a mom who doesn't work. All of the things that attempt to be captured in certain movies with certain scripts in certain scenes. Greta Gerwig and Barbie captures it in the most significantly meaningful way that I've seen on camera in a very long time. My suggestion to you is that if you've seen Barbie, see it again. I'm going to do something that I rarely do. In 1977, when Grease came out, I went to see Grease two nights in a row. I was so in love with Olivia Newton-John. I love the music so much. I'm singing Summer Lovin'. And I saw it night two with my step aunt. Terry, I think your husband listens to this show, not you. But Terry Stern took me to Greece when, I, when it came out when I was nine or 10 years old. I don't usually watch movies two days in a row. I'm watching Barbie tonight. That's how good it was. All right, Coca, play some music, please. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. This came via DM on Twitter at David P. Samson. Sometimes it comes through davidsampsonpodcast.com. WTF is going on in Columbus, exclamation point. New head coach is already in some turmoil. And there's this statement, question mark. Well, thank you for that DM. 
I wish you had just said, hey, David, how are you? How's your day? But I appreciate that you took the time to contact me. And I must tell you that when you sent me that to show you that I do look at as many DMs and emails as possible during the course of a normal 21 hour day, I had not heard of this. I was not able to tell you who the coach was of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I was able to say what the nickname was of the team, but I didn't really know that Mike Babcock was the coach. I didn't know that Boone Jenner was the captain. I didn't know that Mike Babcock hadn't coached since he was in Toronto in 2019 and he got fired. I didn't realize all of the issues that had surrounded Mike Babcock. I didn't know that a former player of his had called him the worst person he'd ever met. And then I did some reading because the first thing I saw was the statement where Mike Babcock said, while meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share off their phones, family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. Except a former player went on a podcast. He's now a panelist on TNT. His name is Paul Bissonnette. He went on a podcast, a Barstool podcast, and said that he found it to be totally, oh, it's his podcast, excuse me. That made me cough and sneeze that I did not have that right. Thank you, Coca. Paul Bissonnette has a, con has a podcast called Spittin' Chicklets. And on the podcast, he was talking about what was going on in Columbus and said that what the coach was doing was basically getting access to his players' phones and then airplane, airplane, not airplane-in, airplane-in, what's on the phone onto a screen in front of the team. So showing team members or other coaches photos in the camera, mo camera roll of players. Mike Babcock is saying that that is a gross misrepresentation of what those meetings were, and it's extremely offensive. These meetings have been very important and beneficial, not only for me, but for our players and staff. And to have them depicted like this is irresponsible and inaccurate. What Mike Babcock is trying to tell you is that it's totally normal when you're getting to know someone to say, hey, give me your phone and you're doing it to people over whom you have power. If you meet someone in a bar and say, hi, can I see your phone? They get to say, no thanks, see you later, drink in the face. When you hire someone to work for you, like a player is hired to work for a coach and a coach is hired to work for a president, I can't go to my manager and say, hey, show me your camera mole. I keep saying camera mole. I'm overexcited and overexcitement generally leads to tears. Two. 4869. You cannot say to your player, or I cannot say to my manager, show me your camera roll. That's absolutely out of the realm of possibility, even under the umbrella of, I want to get to know you. If you want to get to know somebody, you talk to them, you meet with them, you break bread with them. Then if they volunteer, hey, do you want to see a picture of my kids? Here's a picture of the kids. How many of you, when someone gives you their camera to say, look at this photo, do you ever start scrolling in their camera roll? Of course you don't. You'd feel queasy. You're not allowed to. It's a total violation 
to scroll someone's camera roll when they're showing you one particular photo in their camera roll. I am not all that trustworthy. When I wanna show someone a picture, either I'll text it to them or show them the picture keeping the phone in my hand. Here, look at this photo. All right, that's enough. No scrolling for you. Next. Columbus had to do some serious, serious PR management. They had their captain come up and say, I met with Babs. He asked me about my family, my wedding, hockey stuff. And then he asked if I had pictures of my family and I was happy to share some with him. I thought it was a great first meeting and good way for us to start to build a relationship. This is blown out of proportion. That is outstanding that Columbus could go to their captain and get their captain to back up what the coach was saying because there could have been a mutiny on the bounty. If Boone Jenner or any other player had actually agreed with the Spitting Chicklets podcaster, this would have been it for Mike Babcock. He would have had to be let go. By, by having your captain come out in favor and ostensibly other players as well, that's how Mike Babcock is saving his job, though I, as president of the Blue Jackets, am sitting in a meeting with him and saying, Mikey, we like it. We want you. However, we are all a victim of things we've done in the past. There is some noise around you, similar to the noise, different. Remember the uh, coach? Who is the coach who was hired, Coca, in basketball, who had the problem with either abuse or a DUI, and I thought he wouldn't coach a game? Chauncey Billups. Is he the coach of Portland? I am having a total blank at the moment. So he is. Thank you. And remember, I said my way to see is he wouldn't coach a game and they'd get rid of him the way the Mets fired Carlos Beltran after the sign-stealing scandal. And Billups ended up staying and coaching. Babcock is going to stay and coach, but he got spoken to and was told very clearly, listen, you're going to have to take it down a notch, Chachi. You're going to have to make it so there we are beyond reproach. We don't want anybody saying anything that's sort of weird and out of the ordinary. If you want to show pictures of other people's families to other people, you better make sure that it's them doing it. Call them to the front of the room. Have them airplay their own phone. We'll see what happens with that. But you're right. Thank you for that. So you want to talk Samson. That is some amount of turmoil. And the statement is the only way that Mike Babcock was able to keep his job. I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to keep my job with my picks of the day unless you've been fading me because I am cold as ice. I think I was 121 and 117, and I am 3 and 11 in my last 14, which is absolutely horrific. God damn, Max Scherzer. The Blue Jays did not beat the Rangers. We're 124 and 128. We have three weeks left. Today's the 13th. It's more than three weeks. 23, 33. Oh, no, it's three weeks. 30 days, hat September, April. 30 days, I'd say 30 days hat September. It's actually 30 days half September, I think. Someone will correct me on at David P. Sampson, I'm sure. 30 days half September, April, June, and November. All the rest of 31 except February, which has 28 and 29 every four years. So September has 30, today's the 13th. 3 minus 13 is 17. So that's 18 plus 3 of October because it starts October 3rd. That's 21. Three weeks from today. What a race we have. 
The AL West is absolutely insane. It is half. Thank you. Coca's on it today. He is on it. Please watch the AL West. There's three teams. One of them is going to win the division, looking like Houston. One of them is going to make the playoffs. Could be either Seattle or Texas. One of them may not make it if Toronto does. That's why the Jays-Ranger games, these are important. And Scherzer may be hurt. He was taken out of the game with a tricep issue. Uh Uh-oh, that's not Tommy John, but it ain't great. Verlander for Houston couldn't get a win. Are Mets fans happy? I'm just curious. Are Mets fans at all okay with the fact that Scherzer and Verlander were traded? Are you not understanding at all the importance of knowing when you're not gonna get it done and being willing to start over? And the importance of getting someone to help you start over? The New York Mets announced yesterday, through a source, so it's not official, that David Stearns is coming to New York. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Steve Cohen did a press conference where he said, we're waiting for the right guy. If we have to wait years, days, weeks, months, centuries, scores, doesn't matter because we're gonna bring in someone. Sorry, Billy Epler, you're gonna keep your job, but you're gonna now be reporting to someone other than me because I don't wanna take your calls no more. I shouldn't use bad grammar in English. I don't wanna take your calls anymore. David Stearns, New Yorker. Rumored to maybe be going to Houston. Wonder where that came out because his wife is from Houston. Maybe that was part of the negotiation with Steve Cohen. I'm a free agent. I may want to run the Houston Astros because everyone really wants to work for Jim Crane. David Stearns, in a total surprise, is now the president of baseball operations for the Mets. And that's it. There's nothing more to say. Your problems are over, Steve. I think you should pay him more than Andrew Friedman. Pay him, people are rumored, 15 million a year for five years. Great. GMs in theory are presidents of baseball operations. In theory and in practice, more important than any one particular player, though of course no one does a TV deal or does a cable package or a streaming service or buys a ticket to see the president of baseball operations or the team president. They do it to see the players, but the president of baseball operations decides which players they're gonna get to see. And if they get it right and put a winning team together with no stars, it can be like Tampa. Uh Uh-oh, we don't wanna be like Tampa. We wanna actually draw people. We want more revenue. We want World Series. David Stearns is not going to be the difference maker. It's Steve Cohn. If Steve Cohn is willing to run a payroll in the top three every single year, by definition, they will win more than they lose, and the GM could be you. And I am not saying that it is not an important job and that there are not qualifications needed to do it because being the president of baseball operations requires great business acumen. It is a huge business you're running. But in terms of the correlation between sustained competitiveness and payroll, that is a far greater correlation than sustained competitiveness and the brilliance of your president of baseball operations. 
There are examples away from the standard deviation. The Tampa Bay Rays are a great example where they have found a way to have sustained competitiveness with low payrolls. But the majority within the bell curve is that if your payroll is high, you're gonna win. Unless your name is AJ Preller. So congratulations to the Mets. I'm slightly disappointed in that two years ago, on October 14th, 2022, I had a wait to see. Wait to see is when I tell you something's gonna happen and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But either way, we keep track and either way, I will acknowledge when I get something wrong. I have thought for all these years that Steve Cohn would give Theo Epstein a piece of the team and he would become the new president of baseball operations. And on October 14th of 2022, and there's like 60% more people listening today than were then, I said Theo Epstein will be Mets president. Guess what? I was wrong. That's a no. The president is David Stearns. So what does that mean his first great big decision is when he sat down with Steve Cohn, negotiated his contract and looked for an apartment in the city, got ready for that great commute over the Triborough Bridge? I guess you could take the 59th Street Bridge too. Maybe even the Midtown Tunnel, if you're feeling a little groovy. I wonder if they talked about Buck Showalter. One thing owners do when they're hiring a new GM or president, they like to say, the manager is your manager. Or they say, the manager could be your manager, it's up to you. Though the latter happens far less frequently than the former. Buck Showalter said he has not had any conversations about his future with Epler, well, of course not, because Epler is not authorized to speak on behalf of anybody, or Steve Cohn. Of course not, because Steve Cohn wants you, the fan, to believe that he is going to be hands-off and David Stearns is going to be in charge of everything. He'll check in once in a while with Stevie, let him know things are happening so Steve doesn't have to read about things that are in the paper or on the back page. David will get used to the fact that New York media is slightly different than the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Just a teeny tiny bit of more pressure in New York than in Milwaukee. My two favorite cities in the US. But of course Cohn is gonna have Stern's deal with Showalter because if it goes wrong, then it's Stern's. Or Stern's can say, hey, that wasn't my guy, that was Epler. But remember all the front office firings that took place about a month ago with the Mets? Do you think for one minute that Billy Epler did that? It was David Stearns, of course. This deal didn't come together in the last three days. This deal didn't come together after Stearns was allowed to speak to Steve Cohn and was no longer held by the Brewers. That is a level of horse hockey that you don't often see. I wanna say that better, 269. That is a level of horse hockey that we always see, that level of tampering when front office moves are made, oh, it wasn't me, I wasn't a part of the team. Of course you were. This deal with David Stearns has been in the works for months, not days, not weeks. What does it mean for the Mets fans? I'll let you know when I see their payroll next year. In the meantime, they still have to play the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are in that wild card hunt, one of five teams looking for three spots. They've got Zach Gallen going against the Mets. Those young Mets are fun to watch. We're taking the Diamondbacks.
Congratulations, Mets fans. Welcome to my fate. We'll see you tomorrow. It's just business. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.